0: Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello everyone, and welcome back. The Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about change and how yoga can help us navigate changes that are guaranteed to come into our life. Now, this episode is really more so for me than anyone else. Um, As I mentioned before in other podcasts, coming up on retirement from the military. So I'm about a year out from saying goodbye to this life that I've known for by then will be 20 years. So I think back and like, goddamn, I was 18 when I joined. So much has happened since then. Uh, so much in the world has changed. And now I'm going to leave this uh, harbor into civilian life, which I have no idea what the fuck that's like as an adult. Last time I was a civilian, I was a teenager. So uh, I went through this thing called TAPS, Transition Assistance Program. And every day going through that, I came home and just fucking almost had a goddamn panic attack. Just like there's so much that's different so much i'm not i don't know what the fuck's going to come i don't know what it's going to be like so then you know i just had kind of a rough week and to be completely honest um, just because a lot of this stuff was i was punched in the face with the reality of like so much of this is going to change that i'm used to the way i've lived my life for you know 20 years so it got me thinking about the subject of change and maybe someone out there is going through uh, a season of change um, it could be a new job new location uh, marriage could be a divorce could be every anything right so this episode has helped us navigate through those changes using a little bit of yoga principles and philosophy to help get us through that hopefully it's somebody can get some shit out of this if not you know I can just repeat this and listen to it in my own goddamn words um, because the hardest advice to take is your own right? So the first thing we need to accept and realize is that change is everywhere and everything. This can be tied to yoga through what's called Shakti, which is this divine feminine power. And how it's described is this cosmic energy that moves and changes everything in the universe, right? When you talk about like the macro macro level, how the planets fucking revolve, how everything changes, how even, you know, our, the polarities change in the earth, you know, we had a North star, then it's going to change. And we go to the absolute micro level of the cells in our bodies. They're always changing, being replaced, you know, going through a cycle of, you know, creation, then death and everything is changing, right? Our body, you talk about the cellular fucking body, it's going to be completely different. And, you know, I think it maybe every half year or something like that, like you have a whole new body. So, change is everywhere and absolutely everything. And I think if you really think about it, um, at first it makes me feel super, super small, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think that we're just this insignificant little part of life, right? So it kind of takes a little pressure off, I feel, but it also just kind of calms me down that, you know, everything is always going to be in flux, no matter what our bodies, our sense of purpose, our sense of self is always going to change. And I think that's a wonderful thing because sometimes <laughs> the seasons in our life aren't the funnest, right? Like going through the season I'm going through right now. But if we just kind of zoom out a little bit and just sit with that a little bit, that changes everywhere and everything. And it's going to happen regardless of what we try to do to hold on to this ever-present, you know, fact that we're, that we're like, we don't have any control over this shit, right? It's going to happen no matter what. Um, I think the the better we can grasp that and make peace with that, the better we can move on to the next step of going through changes, seeing change as an initiation, right? Or seeing it as a season that this is a launching pad or can be a launching pad into something um, wonderful, right? Or if you're going through a rough time, maybe this change can maybe structure you or toughen you up, can refine you, can chisel away at you. And make you realize things about yourself that you hadn't before and you probably wouldn't have at all if you hadn't gone through this change. So seeing change as an in initiation is the next step. And what's kind of cool about this, you know, just for my and my example is, you know, seeing the the retirement. And yeah, I'm gonna say goodbye to a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of security, um, maybe like a sense of purpose. Again, just the regular life that I've been living forever but it's also going to launch me into this new life that I can kind of do whatever I want, which is a weird thing to say, right? We, in the military, we have to live through with certain regulations and all kinds of shit. We're limited to things. If Uncle Sand says move, then I got to move because Uncle Sugar's paying all my bills, right? Uh, the grand, there's security with that, but there's also, it's, it's golden handcuffs essentially. So if I see changes, the initiation into this new way of being, this new life, I kind of get excited about it. And we can see that through other changes, right? If we're starting a new job or if we're quitting a job, if we're um, moving to a different city, um, that's probably a really powerful thing because a lot of our identity is made up of our environment, right? So if we move to a whole new spot, new people, we can really see initiate our change into something that's totally different than when we were, and that's kind of a beautiful thing, I feel, that we have the power to do that if we see it as an initiation into something much greater. And this really brings in the, the fourth, the, the power of ceremonies. We don't have a lot of ceremonies in this day and age um, when it comes to changes. You know, back then when you would go through different phases in life, you would go through challenges or you would go, you know, it's like tribal type stuff, um, and that that ceremony would be the, the launching pad is like, you've left all this stuff behind now you've gone through this change this ceremony and now you can launch into this new way of being so something i would recommend is having a ceremony for something but well, you look, you kind of do that already right with uh, marriage you know you have a of course you have the legal kind of courthouse stuff but if you have an actual wedding that is a ceremony because now all that all that hood rat shit you used to do when you're single you don't do that anymore right now you're a unit with somebody else and that ceremony helps us realize that, leave all the old stuff behind and look forward to this new way of being. Uh, for me, I'm probably going to have a retirement ceremony, which symbolizes, you know, the closing of this military side of me and the launching into the civilian side of me. So if you're doing something, you know, a going away party, whatever, I think it'd be kind of cool to initiate or have some kind of ceremony, uh, you know, party, whatever you want to call it, to help us initiate or see change as this initiation, not necessarily this thing that's forced upon us, right? Really helps us grab hold and control of what's happening to us rather than just being a, a victim of circumstance. And as we go through this change and see it as initiation, we can go into the next thing was really lean in to the change, right? It's going to be uncomfortable and we have to lean into it. And this is a you know fucking advice I should be taking myself. And how do we do that, right? course you can meditate you can journal all your feelings and thoughts about it you can meditate and sit with that uncomfortable uncomfortability uncomfortableness well, or whatever you want to say it and really feel it in your body right by sitting and meditating it not avoiding it and even if you are you can maybe ask like am i hiding from something by doing this you know am i avoiding this change am i putting things off am i procrastinating because of i'm afraid of xyz And here we can also use a little bit of, you know, verbal jujitsu and, you know, we can use the words uncertainty, right, of the future. I'm very uncertain of what's going to happen to me post-retirement. But if we just change that word of uncertain into curious, that kind of changes the feeling of the whole thing. Um, I'm very curious of what's going to happen. You know, I'm curious of what I can accomplish as a civilian now uh, versus being in the military. If we kind of use that verbiage, and verbs are very, very powerful, we can change our feeling and thought process. So if you, you know, if you are afraid of this change, whatever it is, that's okay, right? Because change is gonna be it's a fucking scary thing. But if we sit with it and just say, you know, really thinking, what am I afraid of? And where do I feel this fear in my body? And I'm uncertain. But if you just okay, I'm curious and just notice, does that change how I feel a little bit? I'm curious of what life's going to be like at this new location. I'm curious of what this life is going to bring me as a newly married or maybe newly divorced person, right? We can just kind of uh, change our perspective a little bit, change our feeling, and by then we can change our you know whole way of being and how we see this thing, right? And then by doing that, we can move into the next thing, which is you know self-study, which is an always ever-important thing I feel, especially in yoga, right? It's yoga is the study of the self through the self, right? Um, We can really start to question and ask ourselves, what the fuck do we want? And that's probably been my biggest hurdle uh, getting through this retirement stuff is for, you know, by then 20 years, I've kind of been told what to do, where to do it, what times to do it. Now I get to ask myself that. And it's kind of a kind of a scary thing, you know, like, what do I what do I want? What do I want this life to look like? And if we can sit and just pontificate a little bit, use fancy words, maybe we can come up with some things that uh, that have been really kind of buried because of the things we've, you know, quote unquote, have to do all the time. What can we make of this? And that's another question we can ask, what can I make of this? If I'm newly married, if I'm moving to a new city, if I'm newly divorced, if I'm starting a new career, what can I make of this? And that's a question I always, I try to fall back to a lot when I'm feeling a little bit lost, when I'm feel without purpose, which is, uh, to be honest, kind of pretty a lot lately, but I can just say like, oh, what can I make of this? And again, that kind of changes the structure of, I'm no longer a victim of circumstance. I'm taking control and accepting the situation and seeing what I can do with it. But before I can ask what can I make of this, you can ask yourself what the fuck do I want? What I want what do I want to come out of this? And that moves into the next thing, which is the intention. In yoga, we have what's called a sankalpa. And that's the, your deepest resolve, you know, at the very root of everything, what do you want out of this? And that helps us shape and plan, excuse me, shape a plan. And a vision for what we're trying to accomplish, right? Again, these are these are really tough questions to ask, and you need to give yourself a good amount of time to do so. Maybe ask yourself every day and just write down what comes of it, and it may change from day to day. But I think the more you do it, the more the clearer the picture is going to get. But rarely do we ever sit and ask ourselves, "What do I want? What do I? What is my intention here? What is my deepest resolve? What am I trying to?" Do in this fucking life, right? And this is where I'm at, right? So if you feel like this is a lot of deep shit, Luis, you're kind of you're kind of poking some shit. It's only because I'm right there with you, and I'm having just as many struggles as you are, trying to find out what it is I want to do with this life once I leave the military. So once we, you know, do our self study, we and we have an intention, then comes the fun part or the hardest part for some, which is the action, right? We have to do something. We, can't just, well, we, we can not just sit idly by and let life happen to us. But from experience, you know, it's just not the best way to live. You want to do some shit no matter what it is. And here we can talk about a few other things of when it comes to yoga, which is tapas, which is the, the self-discipline that we have to cultivate within ourselves to keep the needle moving in the right direction. But also there's a term called, a uh, term that's abhyasa. Damn, I just learned this one this week which is the practice, right? And in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali, they say, you know, to reach this ultimate, to be a yogi, you have to practice for a long period of time. And abhyasa kind of encompasses all these things, right? For a long period of time, without interruption, and you have to be committed. So for what's interesting, when it just says a long period of time, you know patanjali doesn't say oh it's fucking 3 months it's uh 2 years it's uh you know the, he doesn't really specify he just says a long time and that kind of falls into what we're trying to accomplish and it kind of leaves it really open to interpretation what's a long time to you you know what i mean and the another important thing is without interruption which here in this day and age is so so difficult um because we are pulled in so many different directions. We have these wonderful smartphones, which give us the world's information. However, you know, I answer an email here, check a social media post here, there, um, you know, fucking look up how many movies Joe Pacey has in, been in since 1985, here. All these little things, right? They, these small little, you know, a couple of minutes there, a couple of minutes there, they add up to so much time that we could be Doing something else, right? To putting this plan into action and taking um, responsibility for all the stuff that we do. So that's what without interruption is so, so important. And the last one is we have to be committed. And by committed, I mean just believing in the practice, whatever it is, right? Doing it for a long time without any interruption and being committed. And there's another part that's accompanies up yasa, but I'm not gonna get into it too much, but it's, it's what it translates into is just doing it without any sort of expectation and just doing it because that is our practice, right? I wake up and I do yoga and I meditate and I do my best not to attach myself to any sort of outcome. It's like, oh, I'm going to feel so good after this. I just really try to be present and focus on what it is, what's mine to do, which is just sit there, do my meditation, do my breathing. And this can be you know, put into anything in life right what whatever we're trying to accomplish, whatever we're trying to move towards, it's really easy to be motivated by all the external things. but in my experience, the more we put power into those external things and use those as motivators for a long period of time when we reach them, or you know that shit doesn't stay as shiny as you think it would so again the the practice again, that's what we need to fall in love with, and this is where the action comes because. Who knows when any fruits are going to be buried by what you're doing. You just need to fall in love with tending to the plant, tending to the soil, or just the work in general, right? Knowing that we have this crazy ability to do kind of whatever the fuck we want to do, which is, I think, pretty awesome, right? We can change ourselves. We have the power to change ourselves no matter what our circumstance. Even if it's just changing our perspective on something can make mounds of difference, right? Just a small little one-degree shift in our our perspective can change ourselves so, so much. And the last one, of course, is letting go of everything. And this is really hard for for a lot of people to do, including myself. Letting go of the past, right? What's happened to us before, we tend to identify with so much that we used to be or what's happened to us and hold on to so much emotional baggage that it still affects us today. And I'm fucking right there guilty with you because I still do that letting go of fear because fear is such a powerful emotion that you know fucking if you're, if you're if you're afraid of public speaking or whatever right just the thought just the fear of it is going to stop you from doing it it's such a powerful thing but how do we let go of fear right we can there's a meditation i'll put out for that but just really focusing on what's what's really the fear right is it the the feeling that we have i'd always like to think of like what's the fucking worst possible thing that could happen? I fuck up, but am I going to die? Right? Probably not. Um, that's the, but you know, our ego gets involved with that. And the last one is, you know, letting go of the idea of you because you are ever fucking changing no matter what happens, right? Good, bad, indifferent. We're never going to be the same person that we were, you know, fucking a month ago, two months ago, a week ago, depending on what happens, right? So much stuff can be, can happen and we can change so much. That it's silly for us to hold on to this, what we think we are, right? Um, Because a lot of stuff is stories we make up from past experiences, right? So letting go of all that, I think, also helps us dive into change. And if you're having trouble, there's three questions I always like to ask myself. I heard this somewhere else is, you know, feeling negatively about yourself or whatever. You know, sometimes we have just stupid thoughts. Uh, We can ask ourselves, are these thought are these thoughts true and from there we can like but like, like I mean really really true and if you say yep yeah, for sure they're really true and you're like okay how can you prove to me that they're 100 true and usually by that point most people can go like oh I I can't prove hundred percent or you know I just I feel this is what's happening it's like okay you feel that right but is it true and even then, if you can give me like ABC, these are the fucking reasons why it's true. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Cool. The third question is like, if that's true, um, what would believing the opposite do for you? So if you think negatively or whatever, would the opposite benefit you more? Cause you're just kind of believing things, believing stories. This is all it is, right? It's just fucking stories you're telling yourself. So if you believe the opposite, would that benefit you or, or not? And then you're like, oh well, it would benefit me. He's like, all right, cool then. Why don't you just start believing that because it's all fucking made up anyway. So those are the three questions I like to ask myself, um, and usually, kind of, I kind of get out of whatever funk I'm in if I do do that. And the last thing is, um, I heard this thing I thought was really interesting. Um, if we're take on change with like this lizard brain mentality, what I mean by that is like Maslow's hierarchy of um, shit. totally lost that word needs there it is uh you know when we're in lizard mode like our deepest like primal state we're worried about fucking shelter food yada yada if we're living in that state constantly it's really hard for us to really be deeply thinking and using our front of our brain as much so if we kind of kind of just calm down you know and that's what i was doing when i was coming home i was like you know am i gonna fucking be able to afford to live am i gonna be able to afford to buy groceries for the family yada yada and I was freaking out at this level so much that I wasn't really able to to get past that and see the other parts of my brain that were just like, you know, I'm going to be fine, right? I may not be able to buy all the groceries that I want, maybe, you know, who fucking knows, but it will be okay. And if we can get past this lizard kind of, you know, fight or flight kind of mentality, we can then start to really zoom out and just see everything from different perspectives. Because when we're in this kind of fear state, there's no fucking way you can work your way around it uh, mentally, right? You're just going to be stuck in this uh, am I going to die or am I not going to die state. And that's all I really had this week. I hope this benefits somebody. Again, if not, I can just re-listen to it when I'm feeling the way I've been feeling lately. And we'll go from there. But if you like what you're listening to, please leave a rain review. Share it with somebody. Uh, leave a comment, uh, review, whatever, man. Just um, just keep this thing going. I, I really do sincerely appreciate. The people that listen to this uh i do love getting on the microphone and just spouting out these fucking ideas that i get in my head and um i hope to keep doing it for a long time and that's it uh, i'll talk to you guys next week